Hello, and welcome to the Dramatized Podcast. I'm Lisa Ellis. I'm Kelsey Maple. And today, we're talking about At 18, Episodes 9 and 10. Your intro this week is much better than my intro last week. I loved your intro last week. (laughs) It made me laugh from the top. (laughs) We already chatted for quite a while, so I'm like, I don't really have anything to say. (laughs) To be fair, we didn't talk about the show at all. No, I guess we're about to do that for like two hours. Yeah. So. I don't know why. I recently watched these episodes, and I don't remember what happens in yours. (laughs) (laughs) Well, because so much happens. Yeah. From where we start in here to, like, your episode's a trip, literally and figuratively. It is a trip. Oh, I want to be on that trip. (laughs) I guess. I was like, school trip episode. It's like the beach episode. (gasps) Oh, yeah. But modified. Nice. But yeah, first we got to get through some drama. Of course. (laughs) All right. I remember Ready? what happens in your episode. Okay, let's go. <laughs> I don't. Brain blast. We'll find out. All right, all right. Well, episode nine, I'm sorry. Are you? <laughs> Not me. I didn't do anything. I think a lot of people in the show need to say they're sorry. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <sighs> we pick up at the dramatic movie moment with Subin all teary-eyed and Jinu wondering what's wrong. <laughs> Kelsey's face, you look like a fish. I am so irritated with Zubin because I'm like, yeah, you should have just asked him. Clarified. Yeah. Like, hey, is this real? Like, talk to him. I mean, he comes and bites her in the ass later, but like, ugh. Yeah, and that, oh, man, oh, this is really getting ahead of us, <laughs> but I hate how the, the blame kind of ends up, not the blame, but between those two, the blame ends up kind of 50-50, and I'm like, Junu did nothing. I know, and he's like, I'm sorry I didn't do enough to make you trust me, and I was like, that is not on you. Like, yeah, you, you haven't have done anything. Yeah, yes. you haven't done anything to, like, not have her trust. Like, Yeah, Subin, like, I, I still like you, but... <sighs> You're, you're on my, you're on my, my, my list. You're on <laughs> thin ice. All right, Subin. There you go. You're on thin ice. <sighs> but also, I guess someone else has a little bit of the blame. <laughs> I mean, yeah, he does. Subin leaves saying she needs to use the bathroom, but Junu clearly isn't buying it. Subin goes outside, and we see that the text she received was from Huyang, saying, I've been meaning to show this to you for a long time, since I was worried about you. Junu sent this to me. And there's a screenshot of a text from Junu saying, Subin is the person who's most important to you, right? I'll take her away from you. And I am furious, Huyang, why? Why must you constantly disappoint me when I love you? (laughs) (laughs) Right? It's just... Um, yeah, but can we talk about how when Junu, like, comes out of the theater, I was like, green is just really your color, sir. Green is his color. And I'm very sorry I hit the mic. Apologies. Um, (laughs) (laughs) As long as you apologize. (laughs) And, like, green is his color. And that the tiny, he does the tiniest part in his hair, fashion. And, um... But it makes him look like you should try ten that. times better. <laughs> you should do the comma hair. Ooh, 
Okay, well, while she's not in the mic, I'll tell you, Kelsey has a new do. I do have a new do. I can, <laughs> can see her profile beautifully. Look at your jaw. <laughs> <laughs> this is great for an audio <laughs> podcast. <laughs> it's really great. Okay, well, do, just imagine like every third grade boy, and that's kind of what she did for a second. <laughs> it really is every third grade boy. <laughs> Like from the nineties, like every it's it's a nineties oh, haircut. You, you look exactly like um Jared Padalecki in Gilmore Girls. Yes, I do. <laughs> if you can't tell, Kelsey cut all her hair off. It looks great. Yeah, she's a she's a, a independent queen. Yeah. Oh my god, I did look like Jared Padalecki. I kind of liked it though when you did the with the curtain part. That I liked that. Oh no, <laughs> that was a look. I'll have to play with it some more, but I don't know if I liked it on myself. <laughs> That was the perfect segment for an audio podcast. I know. <laughs> Kelsey's hairstyles while I describe them. <laughs> it, with my yeah. limited vocabulary. Yeah. But like that was the perfect description of Jared Pelecki on Gilmore Girls. Yeah. I don't remember his character's name. Dean. Dean. You're right. Uh, don't cheat on your wife, Kelsey. That's my advice. <laughs> What? What? That's what he does in the show. Spoilers for Gilmore Girls. Does he? Yeah, that's like how Rory loses her virginity is to Dean while he's married. Wow. Yeah. Kind of an asshole move, if you ask me. Uh, Dean was never my favorite, so. No. Um, Back when, um, what's his face? Chad Michael Murray was on. That was the best. (laughs) Wait, who's Chad I, Michael Murray? Hold on, hold on, hold on. I'm terrible with celebrity names. Hold on. I mean, he's like, I don't want to say he's like an old star, but for us, he's, he'd be very old. Oh, he he was like, everybody's, yeah. Yeah, like early 2000s heartthrob. When he was in a Cinderella story yes! with um, Hilary <laughs> Duff. Duff. Yes. He was everybody's crush. Yes. Ugh. Ugh. Beautiful man. Beautiful man, but I was which a is really the only thing that matters. Yeah, honestly. So, honestly, Huyang, it's fine. It's fine <laughs> that you sent that text because you're beautiful. Who cares? I don't. <laughs> Bring it back. Bring it back. <laughs> oh, I went on this whole rant. I'm like, and honestly, Subin, I'm mad at you too for believing this shit. Yep. Yep. Like, if you saw, if she saw the way that Junu smiles at her, how could she think that's fake? Like the, like the entire time he's like talking to her and he's like, oh, your mom is like asking you to come home. And yeah, let's go. Like, I don't want to watch the movie without you. Like, that's not, it's like the whole point, like, is to see this movie with you. And then he was like, it feels like you have a fever. Like, we're here. He was so sweet. Right. And it's like, if he's really that manipulative, he wouldn't be the outsider at school. Yeah. He would be manipulating everybody. Oh, I wonder who could be manipulative then. Um, mm, who <laughs> fits think. that description? <laughs> I mean, he's he's playing his parents' games. Who young is? This uh, is very much something I could see his mom doing. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Oh, talk about his mom. Oh my God, can't wait to talk about that. What she does with Mister O. How much you love her? Mm. <laughs> no, I agree. I oof. Yeah. I'm starting to like her less and less, which is sad because 
I just think she's really pretty. And I'm not sure why. I think it's because she reminds me of my across-the-street neighbor from when I was little. Well, that makes sense. <laughs> she looks <laughs> a lot like her. That. And I liked her a lot. Uh. I I liked her a lot. And she cooked really good food. She... I tried. I tried to ask, like, what food she used to make. What what food for my family? Make? Because there's this certain spice that I will smell around my apartment complex, oh. and it smells just like her house used to. And so I was like, "Mom, what did she used to cook?" And my mom's like, "I don't remember." It's like that is so unhelpful. And my mom was like, "I think she may have been Korean." And I was like. <laughs> I need to find Miss Jan and ask her what spice she uses. Does she not live across from your parents anymore? No. Ugh, they Ms. moved Jan, away. Why? Maybe now she's a, a movie star or a K-drama <laughs> star. Maybe this is Miss Jan. Maybe this is Miss Jan, man. This is how you find her. <laughs> That'd be amazing. That would be amazing. Janu comes running up then asking cutely if something's wrong. Subin lies that her mom told her to come home right away. Junu takes her home, but Subin's like this dumb, awkward zombie trailing six feet behind. She thinks to herself that she's mostly worried because no matter if the text is true or not, she's going to keep liking Junu. Subin's also managed to manifest a sickness again and is all feverish. Through all this, Junu somehow continues being the nicest person ever and worries that Subin isn't feeling well, and he touches her forehead to check why she's burning up. He even runs off to a pharmacy to get her medicine. Like, bitch, even if this is fake, just run with it. You have a man dotting on you. Right? And What's she's the like, negative? She's like, whether this text is true or not. And it's like, if the text is fake, then... Mm, she irritates me so much. Yeah. I mean, uh, like we keep saying, I guess she's like 17, but... Subin, you're supposed to be the smart one. You like, know? Yeah. You know whose drama? I'm like a thousand percent behind. Let me guess. I have no guesses. <laughs> Soyes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that drama, I understand. I'm so sorry. But... Your episode had the most moments where I literally laughed out loud. One of them being, I'm sorry. You can tell me not to talk about this, but when Soye and, and Gite talk, and he's like, yeah, 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 I'm committed to you, babe. And literally five seconds later, he sees Huyang, and he's like, gotta go. I know. He literally runs like, to him. Fuck? Runs to like, him. Huyang didn't even notice him. No. That, like, I had to pause. I was laughing so hard. Ah. <laughs> uh. I know, after he did so, that yeah. whole, like, hands over his head squat thing, and he's just like, I love you, babe. I can't stop loving you, babe. And then, yeah, literally. Are you your hands together like a cricket? That's, he had his hands like this, or like this, or whatever. <laughs> I think it was like a punishment. Whatever he was doing, it was weird. <laughs> I'm not going to stop loving you, babe. Ooh, another good thing for an audio podcast i know we're just killing it tonight we are you can tell this is a work night podcast i mean i think we're doing we're doing great i think we're hilarious because i can see everything that's happening exactly oh my god Janu takes Subin home, and Huyang's hanging around with his big, dumb face and stupid, sexy voice, watching. 
Right as they get there, Subin's mom comes out of the building, so Jinu runs off, telling Subin to get better soon with a smile. Subin's mom finds Huiyoung just as Subin herself walks up. Everyone kind of stares around awkwardly. They go off alone, and Subin asks Huiyoung if the message is true. Huiyoung looks like he's having an internal struggle, but eventually tells Subin that Jinu has a grudge against him and incorrectly blames him for everything. He doesn't specifically say the message is true, but he certainly implies it. Huiyoung thinks to himself, what have you done? And Subin asks that he keep what happened just between the two of them. It would hurt her pride if Jinu heard about it. She leaves then, and Huiyoung looks regretful but doesn't stop her. Also, I noticed in the scene that Huiyoung never could look directly at Subin, mm-hmm. and I just, I really like that little acting detail. Yeah. Yeah, I noticed that too, because as soon as she asked that question, I he just like ducked his head and was like, he has a grudge against me. And I was like, mm, yeah. I'm so surprised. Am I Am I surprised that Subin didn't pick up those cues? But I did, You so. make a good point, yeah. So he's very obviously lying and being sus. Like, come on. <laughs> yeah. But I, I, I do think it's like the way that Huyang's actor just portrays it. Like, I think that's what draws me in. Yeah. He is it's a like, very I, good I think job. you can, again, like, not to excuse his actions by any means because he's still a dick. But I, I like that you can see the conflict so clearly on his face through all this. Yeah. I that I think the only reason Huyang is a likable character is because of the actor. Yeah, totally. The agree. way he's acting him. So props to him because yeah, for all Huyang should not be likable, but somehow not. he is. I agree. Janu pulls an envelope out of his pocket and mutters that he's sad he never got to give Subin her present. Huyang is now drowning his sadness in soccer or fixing his feelings with football for our non-Americans. <laughs> OJ walks by and is like, wow, that's hot. And goes to check out the situation, asking, what are you doing here? All by yourself, <laughs> winky face. <laughs> I, just, I loved that whole scene. Just OJ being like, whoa, I'm going to go get some of that. <laughs> yeah, he's basically just like, oh, you here alone? Oh, you here alone? Okay. Hey, what's up? <laughs> How you doing? <laughs> Next, we see OJ as the goalie. Huyoung rockets a couple of balls into the goal, which OJ has to dodge, yelling at him to take it easy, but Huyoung just goes to leave. OJ asks if something bad happened. Huyoung tells him to go, but stops after a moment and asks OJ, what do you do when you hate yourself, when you're angry at yourself? Why are you angry at yourself, OJ wonders. Because I'm so stupid. Huyoung tells him never mind and leaves, while OJ looks like he wants to say something more. I was surprised Huyoung opened up that much about what was going on. So uh, I agree. Yeah, because it definitely it gives it away. Like, what do you do when you hate yourself? Asking for a friend. Right. <laughs> so, yeah, it was it was very interesting. Is OJ just going to catch even more feels because he's like, are- I'm in with Huyoung. They are ramping that up. They are. It's my favorite relationship, I'm not going to lie. <laughs> I mean, oh my god, uh, we'll have to wait till my episode, but that, I, I whoo, they stressed me out, okay? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Dahin just does not know when to shut her mouth. Uh, like, ugh. Like, the more the show goes along, the more I am terrified OJ is just going to be outed by someone, and I just desperately don't want that to happen. Oh, man. Yeah, I'm, but uh, 
I feel like no one's really picking up on it right now except for I'm like Romy Romy's the one that I'm just like I'm scared you scare me girl yeah I you have a capacity to do evil she does <laughs> OJ then meets up with Junu, who is also upset. Junu wonders why OJ is here, and oh my goodness, they actually hang out. Junu tells OJ the whole story of the date, and OJ is immediately like, the excuse Subin gave about her mom is fake and you are dumb. <laughs> Junu is sad and confesses this is his first love. OJ looks wistful and asks if it's nice. Junu says some of it is nice, but the rest is heavy and awkward. To quote, even if I breathe, I feel like I'm bothering her. <laughs> <laughs> that was a great line. <laughs> I'm like, damn, that's kind of, okay, I don't know if that's healthy. Yeah. (laughs) OJ agrees, saying, still, it's nice that you can like someone, sort of sadly. Junu gives him a look like, don't you have a girlfriend? But OJ quickly covers it by telling Junu to cheer up. Oh, that hurted. I know. It hurted. And of course, Junu's just like, well, that's weird, but doesn't press it at all. Like... Uh, I feel like it's so obvious. I know. Well, particularly, again, as these two episodes go on, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Junu, he's supposed to be your best friend. Right? Like, not that, you know, OJ has to say anything, but it's like, you think, Junu, you think you'd, you'd pick up on something. You think you would just, you know... Know some things about your best friend. But yeah, notice some glances and longing stares and Yeah. You just feel like you'd pick up on something. He's gonna be so mad though. He's like, that's my enemy. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, uh, you see OJ like kind of like defending Huyang when uh, Junu was complaining about him, and Junu was like, Hey, <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> that's disgusting i'm gonna need you to stop <laughs> uh, uh, yeah i mm, it's so good it's like you can like men but why that man <laughs> why <laughs> you can like all man but what all man <laughs> all man i love all man <laughs> subin's mom goes to the building where subin's new tutor lives and she runs into her ex and it's the goon Korea really only has three actors. <laughs> it really does. <laughs> like the goon. Now he's a dad. Uh, I did uh, not pick. I like had my suspicions that that was Subin's dad. <laughs> but like I didn't know for sure until my episode. Yeah, I, I kind of, I ran with it here, and then I was like, okay, good. Because, yeah, it's it's left a little vague. Yeah, because he calls her Subin's mom. Yeah. And it's like, that's like a thing in Korea. Like, once you have a kid, you are that kid's mom or dad. And that's what everyone calls you, and it's kind of, I'm going to be honest, it's, it's just foreign to me. It is, it, yeah, that is also foreign to me. Like, I have a name, thank you. Yeah. But, I mean, granted, I still... I feel really awkward calling my friends' parents by their first name. No, no, for sure. And, like, there's definitely some crossover, but it's, like, your mom would call your friend's mom. Like, oh, friend's mom. Like, hey, friend's mom. That's so weird. That, I get, that is weird. And, like, your dad would call your mom Kelsey's mom. Hey, Kelsey's mom. What if you have more (laughs) than one kid? Just pick a name. It's the oldest one. It's the oldest one? 
Yeah. Hey, Becca's mom. (laughs) (laughs) Why didn't that sound like? Why are you picking her up? (laughs) So Supin's dad is with a much younger woman, which Supin's mom is quick to comment on. But as she's walking away, she slips and hurts herself. It's very dramatic. It was very, it was very real looking. And I was like, Oh, ah, it Acting, like happened, baby. It happened so quickly. I was like, oh, it did. Shit. <laughs> I know. Supin's dread. <laughs> dad tries to help, but she shoves him off and runs away, crying to herself in the elevator that it's humiliating. Junu texts Subin asking if she's okay, and when she doesn't answer, he says he's worried about her. Subin continues to ignore him, wondering why it hurts so much. Meanwhile, Junu wonders if he did something wrong. Poor baby. <laughs> He did nothing wrong. Well, he does think it might be the cola, which I agree it should be, but it's not. <laughs> the two straws. It was too bold. It was too bold. <laughs> Hold it back. Juno really is like the best person ever, though. Like, it, it's almost annoying. Yeah. <laughs> How nice he is about this. He's like boyfriend goals, man. He really is. <sighs> Even he'll randomly sing to you. <laughs> I mm, I had to skip over that part. I couldn't. I had to hide in my sweater. <laughs> I could not. I was like, the show had to do it. I understand. But not for me. Fast forward. <laughs> you really didn't listen? I didn't listen. That's amazing. I listened a little wow. bit. And I was like, he's a good singer. Okay, fast forward. Fast forward. Fast forward. Now you have to listen to five 101 songs as payment. <laughs> oh my gosh. What if what if Jaehyun sings in his... I can't... I know. Kelsey, I, I can't take it. No. That's going to be so exciting. It's going to be so awkward. That too. He's going to be an awkward Jaehyun. person. He's such an awkward person. He had to have some flaw. He's so pretty. Oh, my God. Yeah, he has to have some sort of flaw. I just want to know what he's actually like because of that one interview he did with Taeyong of, like, do you always act as awkward in front of the camera? <laughs> yeah, it's good question. I am so sorry. I keep hitting the mic. You're going to have to do so it's much okay. editing. <laughs> hey, you know what? Leave it in there. It's flavor. It's... <laughs> She's just keeping a beat. I do that every once in a while with the, the like, clicks <laughs> that we do. You're like, oh, it's flavor. I'm not lazy. What are you talking? It keeps it real. <laughs> Me too, though. I'm like, how disgusting was that on a scale of one to ten? Like a seven? Okay, it could stay. Yeah. <laughs> but the, oh, like, I just did the, that's Me? Yes, I've been doing that too. Uh, it's, yeah, can't help it, you know? We'll get there eventually. You realize how gross you are when you start a podcast. Yes. (laughs) Man, I'm disgusting. I've realized I don't enunciate as well as I would like to. Oh, honey. Oh, I feel that. (laughs) Like, you sound great. But I'm over here like... Selective hearing. I think the opposite. (sighs) Anyway, enough about our flaws. Yeah. (laughs) Please compliment us to boost our egos. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my god, that picture I posted on Instagram really boosted my ego. Made me feel real good. Yeah. You look great. Thanks. Anyway, enough about it. It does suit you. It's amazing. Thank you. 
Maybe I'll post it on the Discord so people like actually know what we're talking yeah. about. Yeah, come join the Discord to see Kelsey's Yee. face. <laughs> My new hairstyle. <laughs> yeah. I'll post it before and after. At school, Dahin and Chanyol are eager to hear how Subin's date went. Subin sort of deflects and Dahin and Chanyol pick up on something weird happening. OJ comes up then and Dahin is immediately all over him. But then Huiyoung walks up and says hi to OJ who literally shakes off Dahin and goes, oh hey, hi to Huiyoung. <laughs> and let me tell you the way I wheezed. Yeah, I know. And I thought Dahin was like picking up on it. I was like, oh no. But that. No, nope. nope. she had to look back and see Romy, the yep. fool. I, I watched that three times. I thought it was so funny. <laughs> <laughs> it was great. He's like, like, literally just like, oh, hi. And he's like, oh, hi. I know, it's so good. <laughs> hey. <laughs> oh, my God. Hey, hi. I'm so single. I don't know who this girl I'm, is. <laughs> can you believe her? <laughs> so funny. Because then it's, all, it's just like, OJ, I don't know what happened to you, man. But also, I feel you. Yeah. So yeah oh man <sighs> he does not deserve the situation he's in right now the poor guy Young or oj oj okay <laughs> i agree yeah. i agree i mean it's been bad from the beginning and he's still so, um, he's still sweet as he's still so sweet Ah. <sighs> Ugh. Dahin and Romy both pick up on this and everyone kind of looks around awkwardly while Dahin storms off. OJ chases her down in class and apologizes, saying he was just uncomfortable with PDA in front of the lads. And Dahin, of course, forgives him. Meanwhile, Romy is trying her darndest to get into Huyang's class at the academy, but he tells her, sorry, there's only room enough for one asshole in this classroom. He actually tries to be very nice and charming about it as usual, but as Romy is more persistent, his mask falls and he very seriously cuts her off. A girl also runs up and tells Romy she saw Junu and Subin at the movies together. Not a good five minutes for her. Mr. O is once again in trouble with Huyang's mom for not giving Huyang a perfect score on the English presentation part of the exam. Something about lacking in collaboration, but he still did better than everyone, so no worries. Huyang's mom argues that he's always had a perfect score, though. Huyang's grades aren't just something you can cut down as you please. Didn't the other teachers tell you? Mr. O argues it wasn't just as he pleased, he gave it thought and evaluated as a teacher, and what she said is a bit offensive. Huyang's mom laughs. I get it. I wasn't able to look after you because I've been busy. I'll discuss it with Huyang's dad. Mr. O asks what she means. Huyang's mom gives him a sly smile and tells him he's a real pro, but she gets it and leaves. Mr. O is still somehow oblivious. For being such a smart guy, Mr. O, you were sure stupid! <sighs> Agree, but uh, yeah, yeah, just yeah. he's probably like no one would bribe a high school teacher, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, but they do, they sure do. <laughs> you haven't met Huyang's mom, well, you have, but not like this, not like this. I want to know what she gave him, though. It's kind of it's never revealed. It is never revealed. I'm sure something very expensive. Maybe new shoes. He really likes shoes. Oh, I was thinking. Never mind. <laughs> Were you thinking? Just like a gold things? bar. <laughs> oh, yeah. I don't think that's something people actually have. I thought. I think I thought that too at first. I was like, was it money? Was it like gold bars? I don't. Yeah. Romy uh. confronts Subin about going on a date with Junu. Subin puts her first. 
<laughs> she puts her foot down. <laughs> Subin puts her foot down. She knows Junu told Romy he just wanted them to be friends. Romy admits, yeah, he did. And Subin is surprised to hear that Romy was aware of that and yet still came to Subin for advice. Subin apologizes for not telling Roby. Roby one Kenobi. <laughs> It's always like my play on names that always get you. (laughs) Talking to Subaka. Subaka. Who young Padawan? (laughs) All right, all right. Yeah, I like puns. Okay. (laughs) Now I got the giggles. Hmm. Subin apologizes for not telling Romy, but she likes Junu. Liked Junu. And that isn't something she can control. Romy picks up on this. You used to like Junu? Past tense? And of course, who comes running up right as this is being said but the man himself? Romy, of course, sees this and makes a point of rubbing it into Junu after Subin leaves. Also, one of Peelsong's gang is there with toilet paper. I have no idea. Anymore, yeah, that honestly, was but... so weird. <laughs> I feel like they were just like, you need a prop. Have some toilet paper. <laughs> Makes it seem like he's just taking a shit out on the steps. <laughs> you know, Peelsong's gang does what they want. He's also, okay, I feel like that that member of Peelsong's gang, he's like weirdly attractive. He is weirdly attractive. I agree. He's very attractive. Even... Even with his toilet paper. <laughs> Even while he's shitting on the steps. <laughs> well, later he does get diarrhea. Maybe he has a problem. He does. <laughs> oh, see, that part you could watch, but not him singing. <laughs> diarrhea, perfectly fine. Singing, disgusting. They were just talking about diarrhea. I didn't have to actually watch somebody have diarrhea. I've also been called singing diarrhea of the mouth. Granted, that scene in Bridesmaids, <laughs> where they were shitting all over the place. I did watch that, and Ew. it was very funny. However, they had, seen that. they had food poisoning. Oh, that's a move. And so... Yeah, but I also had to close my eyes because I I, I can't do vomit. I can't. <laughs> ah. So. See, I can do the vomit. Together, <laughs> we have a full digestive tract. Yay! <laughs> <laughs> we go inside the classroom and get this great scene that I can't really describe well, but it basically just shows through who's looking at who and, well, who's not looking at who, the interplay of the relationships. And I, I want to point out, because I thought it was – it was cool and well done, and they do it a lot through their show. Like, there's a lot of unspoken just kind of shots that I feel like they portray the feelings really well. Yeah, I agree. Peelsong's friend tells Peelsong that Romy likes Junu, and now Peelsong is gunning for a boy. After school, a storm's a brewing. Soye is mad at Gite for being Huyang's little servant and tells him not to hang out with Huyang anymore. Gite explains how he doesn't have a choice because he wants to get into a good college by hanging out with Huyang, which is really sad once I thought about it for Huyang, who is down to basically one real friend, and that's Subin. Yeah. That is really And, like, sad. that definitely, it doesn't excuse his actions, but I feel like it does help explain, like, why he is so desperate to hang on to Subin. 
like because i think he he probably knows nobody really cares about him like they're just trying to get something out of him yeah that's really sad yeah Soye insists she doesn't like a boyfriend who's a pushover, and Gite yells back, what can I do? His family is poor, so he wouldn't be able to be in the study group without, without Huyang. Soye looks hurt, so Gite apologizes, but Soye gives him an ultimatum. Either be my boyfriend or be Huyang's butler. In art class, their assignment is to draw the person in front of them, but basically everyone uses this as an excuse to just draw the person they like. Junu gets to show off his drawing skills by doing a little sketch of Subin. Junu's mom meets up with Subin's mom? But it looks like they didn't mean to. Apparently, Subin's mom needs help with housework since her hand is hurt, and Junu's mom applied for the job. But they both agree that this won't work. As Junu's mom goes to leave, she discovers Subin's mom is blocked in by some jerk who parked their car in front of her, so she just pushes a whole gosh darn car in park out of the way? What? <laughs> like, logistically doesn't make any sense, but what a power move. No, I mean, absolutely awesome. Very out of place for the show that has been set up so far. Yes. <laughs> but like, is this strong girl Dobong soup? Right. <laughs> but uh Supin's mom was like here for it. She was Look, like, okay. ooh. Yeah, I think Supin's mom got the thing for Junu's mom. Um I would have to agree. <laughs> I was like, do I ship it? I kind of do. I kind of do. Kinda like, why do. not? Like, two powerful, independent women? Yes. Yes, exactly. Uh, don't need no man. Yeah, after her husband's like, I'm jealous of you. Yeah, get out of here. Go. Yeah, right. Oh, that pissed Go me off. Go be the goon. That pissed me off. Because he was like, yeah, what about it? You know the reason. You know that's why I'm leaving you. And I was like... I felt, that was the first time I actually felt sorry for Supin's mom. Yeah. Like, dang. Yeah. That sucks. Yeah, because she was like, I'm not going to be less of who I am just to make you happy. Just like in that scene for, for Crazy Rich Asians. Oh. Ooh. Everyone's mom cried in that scene. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh so, Subin's mom was, of course, super impressed because she apparently just ran into a missing member of the Avengers and lets Junu's mom drive her to her meeting. Junu's mom is also an excellent driver and gets Subin's mom there early, but even then insists Subin's mom doesn't have to pay her. This whole scene was slightly bizarre. It was, but I was like, I, like, is there supposed to be so much sexual tension? There's so <laughs> much. <laughs> the girls are fighting. <laughs> No, now it's like, oh, the girls are, are getting along. Why? And now it's like, okay, the part that really got at me is like when Subin, or, uh, Junu's mom like is like secretly sneaking in the home and like making her food. And it's just like, this is very domestic. I know. <laughs> I know. Okay. I know. That would uh. be hilarious. What? A, <gasps> your moms get married and then you get married. That's cute. <laughs> See, I thought that was kind of weird. I know, it's super <laughs> weird. Because then you'll be like, you'll technically be step-siblings, and that's like... Don't come after Clueless like this. I'm not going to have this talk. <laughs> I've never, I will defend that movie. I've never seen it. It's fun. <laughs> I thought it's you, fine. I, but... th I thought you were going to bash me for like, how dare you never seen Clueless? No, it's the hot debate, because they're step-siblings. Paul Red can do whatever the fuck he wants, okay? <laughs> <laughs> Just 
If he wants to bang his stepsister, <laughs> we're going to let him. <laughs> Sweet home Alabama. Alabama. Because <laughs> uh, I was like, well, then I started thinking about it. I was like, well, that's what they did in Twilight, technically. You know, that is weird. <laughs> and that is and super I was weird. Perfectly fine with that. I was like, well, they're not actually all related. Well, they're also you know? in like the seventh grade, okay? <laughs> That's true. <laughs> it's true. Uh, so, yeah, I. Mm-mm. After school, Janu confronts Subin and asks what he did wrong. Why is she doing this? Is it because her mom doesn't like him? Subin tells him that's not it. She just suddenly felt uncomfortable going out with someone. Janu's like, suddenly? In the middle of a movie? Subin tells him yes. Janu gives a pained smile and jokes that it's the movie's fault, I guess. But you can let me know if at any time you remember what I did wrong. I'll fix it. My heart. You didn't do anything wrong. I, that's it. I can't believe she's letting him blame himself. I know. Like, do you know how hard it is to find a man who admits fault? <laughs> Much less insists on it. <laughs> the tea. But yeah, I, I know. It's like, uh, I mean, it, uh, if you think about it from her stupid perspective. <sighs> yeah. Then she doesn't really feel any qualms about him blaming himself. Because he, in her eyes, has potentially done something wrong. And something to right. feel guilty about. So, uh, <sighs> And I guess the more I think about it, it's like, yeah, when I was a teenager, it is that feeling of, like, everyone secretly hates me. Like, nobody could ever love me. I'm the worst. So I do get, is that not everyone? <laughs> Did I just reveal something dark? No, I'm laughing because of how accurate that is. <laughs> okay, good. I was like, oh, no. So, like, I feel like, you know, you're so full of emotions. Even though Subin isn't really portrayed that way. I'm like, well, I guess she is 17, so I get that whole, like, that doubt of, Oh no. Whereas like yeah, I feel like if she were twenty five, she'd be like, Is this real? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's like we're Are you really messing with me. We're really not that far off from being teenagers, but like I like it did I was I that emotional back then? Cause like, god damn, that seems awful. <laughs> I I mean like yes, but also no. <laughs> We were in a K-drama. At least my life was not this exciting, but it felt like it. it, it ac- <laughs> okay, accurate. Accurate. Everything Everything did feel like the end of the world, and I thought everybody mm-hmm. hated me, nobody loved me, and, you know, I was going to die alone, which I still might, but I'm not as upset about it. I just hit my water bottle. I'm so sorry. Um, <laughs> you really are. You were making a beat. <laughs> I'm so sorry. Because I'm playing with my hanger, of all things. Um, we're moving around, okay? This is not a static podcast. <laughs> I'm no longer under the impression that nobody loves me, so that's very nice. That's no longer a thing Good. I cry about anymore. Other things I'll have see. replaced that thing, but... I think you're nice. I hate you. <laughs> <laughs> I think you're swell. I just think you're neat. (laughs) (laughs) Why is that so... That's, like, so much worse than anything. (laughs) If someone said, I think you're neat, I'd be like, why? (laughs) Why do you hate me? (laughs) I was kind of stealing that from, um... (laughs) Welcome to Night Vale, because... (laughs) 
he talks about Carlos. And he's like, I just think he's neat. <laughs> that has like a 50s vibe to it. And though. then later on, he's like, why would I say that? That's so dumb. Like, <laughs> good podcast. Welcome to Night Vale. I'm, One of the OGs, man. But yeah, you're neat, I guess. Get on with it. (laughs) Janu hands over the gift he wanted to give Subin on their date and leaves. It's a drawing of their first meeting at school. Janu goes home to find his mom there. He's happy to hear she's staying with him while the restaurant is renovated. She's going through old sentimental things and finds the dress she wore on her first date when she was 18. Was it with dad? Janu asks and his mom says it was. Mr. O goes home where there's a man in a suit waiting for him. The man hands over a bag and leaves. Mr. O goes inside to find something shocking. We next see him at Huyoung's house meeting with Huyoung's mom. He nervously hands back the bag and says, this never happened. Huyoung's mom doesn't understand him. Is he really that innocent or just pretending to be? Mr. O says it isn't a matter of being innocent or not. She's not helping Huyoung by doing any of this. Huyoung is already doing great. If she can just trust him and wait, but she cuts him off. Why are you making such a big deal of this? Can't you just smooth things over? Mr. O wonders if she did this with Mr. Kim, the previous homeroom teacher. Huyang's mom gives a guilty look, and Mr. O tells her this is really serious. Huyang's mom accuses Mr. O of trying to call Mr. Kim over and over to ask him about the bribes. She has a favor to ask him. At least until Huyang gets into Seoul National University, please just stay quiet. His ridiculous sense of justice may destroy Huyang's future, and she can't even imagine that. She's begging him. Which, that like... It made me, like, almost tear up when Mr. O was like, he's doing great on his own. Like, he doesn't even need you to do that. I was like, that's so true. It's so sweet. I know. Really, if he just were left to do his, he'd be great. I know. Ugh. But it's like, she does have to do this. Because if Huyang doesn't get anything but perfect scores, he gets beaten with the handle of a golf club yeah and that goes back to your point of like how how much can we really blame her yeah because she's just trying to protect her son Mm -hmm. because i'm sure to her he's he's also doing perfectly fine and perfectly well right but he's not doing perfect which is a big no-no for his dad Ugh, (laughs) a big no-no big no-no no, no. We cut to Mr. O once again drinking, saying he feels dirty now, since presumably he agreed to not say anything about Mr. Kim to anyone. Jimin comes in then, also looking stressy and depressy after failing another interview. <laughs> they see each other, and next we cut to a very drunk Mr. O sitting next to Jimin. He starts to talk about how his mom wanted to be an upright person, and Jimin brings up her mom, who was working hard in the countryside. She's sorry she failed again and starts crying, which makes Mr. O start crying too. They have a little cry sesh, but are very supportive of each other. Mr. O offers to take Jimin home in a nice way, not a creepy way, but he's way more drunk than she is. So Jimin has to call a cab for him, but on the way, Jimin guides him straight into a dick-high pole. Our poor guy tries to brush it off, and Jimin successfully sends him on his way. Subin's mom is still upset about seeing her ex from before and mostly upset at herself for being upset. Subin comes in and tells her to rest. How did she even drive to her meetings anyway? 
Subin's mom says she hired a driver and someone to help with the housework. Subin leans over and draws some peas on her mom's cast, saying, there's a kid in my class who draws these well, to which Subin's mom says they should go to art school. <laughs> like, I guess Junu has a career with the green giant. Uh-huh. Like, it's such a weird comment. And it's so weird the peas are their thing. <laughs> I think her mom was being sarcastic, but like, <laughs> there's a kid in my class who draws these well. Okay. (laughs) He's broccoli, though. Not up to snow. (laughs) At home, Junu asks his mom if his dad was her first love. She says yes. She was 18. Junu remarks that he guesses first loves end easily and become meaningless, which ouch. Junu's mom disagrees. First love is huge. It's like having a bucket of water dumped on you. And Junu thinks of when he met Subin in the rain. You're not the same person you were before you met. Junu agrees. He can't remember the person he was before he met Subin. I don't know if this is a connection, but Pilsong tries to dump a bucket of water <laughs> oh! on Junu and OJ. Man! I'm not sure that if that's a connection or not, but... I'm trying to think because I'm like, it absolutely should be. Yeah. But I'm trying to think of how it would connect. But they don't get splashed. Oh, because nine, because they're both on the outs of their relationship. Mm-hmm. There you go. That was some English major shit. I loved it. Thank you. I have to use my <laughs> degree for something. <laughs> You're almost switching to film studies. Ooh. Wow. A Renaissance woman. Oh, fancy bitch. <laughs> the next day, Junu's mom meets up with Subin's mom. She's, of course, the person Subin's mom hired. But she has to kind of hide it from Subin to avoid awkward revelations. Speaking of awkward, Subin and Junu are awkward at school, and people notice. <laughs> Including Huiyoung, who is peak emo about it. I definitely was like Huiyoung, but that's okay. It's okay. Also, Pilsong is being a dick by doing annoying things, such as wiring Junu's backpack clothes and tossing all the recycling out of the room, yeah. making Junu's job more difficult. Asshole? But yeah, I, but it all has this lighthearted element. It's, it's kind of well, funny. it's mostly it's about <laughs> yeah, but it's mostly because Junu's just like really come <laughs> on, Pilsong. Like, he's not even like, mad. He's yeah, he's not even mad. Like all these antics that he does, Junu's just like, I feel you, but like come on, my guy, you could do so much <laughs> yeah. better. Like come on, you you gotta go talk to her. You know, I know. <laughs> he's, Junu is too good for this world. He really is. He's so chill. So yeah, Junu tells him rather than doing this, he needs to try harder to make Romy like him. Peelsong yells that he can't because Romy's always looking at Junu. <laughs> and then he starts crying. <laughs> Mr. O has some good news. It's finally time for the school trip. Woo-hoo. Only Dahin seems happy though. Huyang and Junu are in charge of planning. Junu wants to throw an event to make it memorable, but Huyang is like, do I look like I have time for that? Let's not waste time on unnecessary things. Mm-hmm. Junu gives a little laugh and says, well, those of us who want to have fun on the trip are going to. The girl gang and OJ like this idea, so Huyang so agrees. If you like that idea, you can stay. Everyone else, let's go. Subin clearly gets up to leave, but Junu yells, Subin, thanks for staying. And so then she has to stay. Right? That was, oh, I was like, oh, God. Oh, no. <laughs> it's like, okay, wow, man. I guess you kind of earned it, but. Yeah. Ugh. It's like, thank you, Subin, for staying. And she's like, I, I, I guess I have to <laughs> stay so now. 
<laughs> Romy stays too, which means Pilsong and his group stay. Soye insists Gite sit back down, and he does. But then Huyang tells him to come along. Soye calls him back, all teary-eyed, telling him don't go. Everyone joins in too, asking him to stay, but ultimately he says he's sorry and follows Huyang out. Huyang gives one last look at Subin before leaving. The lines have been drawn. Gite is so fucking whipped, man. <laughs> yeah. Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Speaking of Subaka, <laughs> Junu's group is brainstorming, and the only thing I could focus on was Pilsong's dramatic, dramatic ass doing the Kabe Don wall slam pose in the background. <laughs> I know, yeah, <laughs> he was doing the wall slam. It's like, man, you are, you're really going through it. He is. They all agree they want to wear similar things, so Junu thinks of his mom finding her old dress and suggests they all wear retro outfits from when their parents were young. And everybody loves the idea. I, I just can't get over them constantly calling it a cosplay. Good point. Because <laughs> yeah. in my brain, that's not what cosplay means. But no. go for it. I it. still get what you're going for. So I guess that's all that matters. Yeah, I agree. I, I forgot about that. But yeah, they do. <laughs> cosplay. Are you cosplaying as your parents? My favorite characters. Yeah. <laughs> Mr. O goes to find Jimin at the convenience store because he accidentally left his bag with her. But he only finds Jinu. Rather than admit that he was there for Jimin, Mr. O makes up some stuff to say to Junu. I heard about the retro concept. Great idea. Super proud. Junu is like, oh, shucks, you didn't have to come all the way here to say that. And Mr. O gives him a big hug. Junu looks so endeared, like, oh, man, you didn't have to come all the way here to say that. I know. <laughs> it made me laugh. It was amazing. Oh, but then that, the most awkward hug on the planet because Junu's just like, no. Don't hug just me. Like a no. Word. no. Yeah. The moment he hugs, uh, I almost said Huyang. <laughs> well, that too. The moment he hugs Subin, I'm going to cheer. <laughs> it was a good hug. Huyang finds Subin just sitting. She asks him to join in on the school trip event since it's a competition between classes. You're a class president, aren't you? But Huyang pointedly looks away, refusing to agree. But finally, he says, I will if you grant me one wish. Next, we see them at an arcade. Huyang says it's where they used to come in elementary school, behind their mom's backs, and he gives possibly the most genuine smile we've seen from him yet. They play together, and it's so stinking cute. It is so stinking cute! We flash back to when they were kids. Huyang is playing the game by himself, scratches already evident on his wrist, when Subin walks by. She wonders what would happen if his mom catches him. Huyang just tells her to leave. Subin comes to sit next to him, and clearly Huyang is not as into her yet as he yells, What is she doing? I told you to go. Subin tells him her dad said that if she saw a sad friend, then just sit next to him without saying anything. That's how you share each other's troubles. We cut back to the present where Huyang tells Subin, I feel happy. They walk home together, and Huyang smiles as Subin says that he must like her a lot. You must like me so much that you showed me that text from Junu. Huyang stops smiling immediately. Mm -hmm. You showed me even though you knew it would hurt me, Subin continues. Was that a moment's jealousy? Huyang apologizes. I was just a bit worried about you. Subin also apologizes for making him feel that way, but really emphasizes that they're just friends, right? Best friends? Subin continues on, changing the subject, but Huyang is still kind of reeling from what she just said. 
Subin goes to leave, reminding him of his promise about the school trip, but Huyang says nothing, clearly struggling internally with what he's done. We next see that Huyang caught up with Subin, walking her back home. He stops her. Well, that day, actually that text, but he's interrupted by freaking Junu. The boy has terrible timing. He does. Junu tells her he's been thinking, and it can't be true that she just suddenly felt uncomfortable. There must be some misunderstanding, because your eyes said something else. <laughs> yeah, one, that's really funny. But two, <laughs> I just like how Junu just, like, gives zero fucks anymore. And he's like, I'm gonna have whatever conversation I want to have in front of anybody. Yeah. <laughs> Which then it's also like, this is, that was the worst conversation to interrupt, ironically. I know. Like, you were about to... It was all about to I be know. okay, kind of. <sighs> Pyeong was actually about to have, like, a redeemable moment. <laughs> Not yet. Pyeong tries to get Junu to leave, but no one is paying attention to him. Subin heads home, but Junu does an inner elbow grab. That's next level. <laughs> Subin ignores him and goes to leave while Junu tries to call her back. But Pyeong pulls the whole, she said she doesn't want to talk, bro. Which makes Junu tell him very seriously, stay out of it. Yeah. Haha, ha, no, boys, don't fight. We hate that. Nah. <laughs> it's so she not sexy. Kiss instead. <laughs> Subin turns around and looks at Junu, showing him the text. Huyang very clearly is like, ah, dang it. As Junu asks, you believed this? More than you believe me? He sighs. I see. And then he leaves. Subin has tears in her eyes as Huyang scrambles to explain, but she runs away. Huyang's crying, Junu's crying, everyone's crying as we come to the end of episode nine. Yep. Mm, I'm glad this whole text message thing was resolved. But I, I hate that it was a thing in the first place. I really agree. Yeah, it was kind of that whole, this whole episode was, yeah, just the text message drama. Oh, yeah. So... Mm-hmm. Now we just have more drama to come. Uh, woo. Yay. Uh, but then freaking Huyang in the arcade. And I'm like, why oh, do you have to make me like you? I know. <laughs> and when he was like, I'm happy. I melted. I, I melted. Uh, and like, of course, he's attached to Subin. She's like the only person who's ever cared <laughs> about him. <laughs> Yeah, only cared about him uh, and not what he could do for her. Yeah, because even as the kid, he already had the scratches. That was so sad. Weong! <laughs> sad meow for Weong. <laughs> I only started doing those things because of Lisa, so... <laughs> <laughs> you say this every time, no one's going to believe you. <laughs> All right. All right. Episode 10! Woo! Episode 10. That night, which will never return. <laughs> sounds so ominous. <laughs> it sounds like a, like a dime store novel. <laughs> yeah, or it sounds like an episode that should have been in It's Okay. Ooh, yeah! <laughs> and my very first comment is that Junu needs to stop breaking my heart for, for like... Like, he just needs to stop. I second that. Okay. <sighs> Junu wipes his tears before turning to face Huyang. Why did Huyang do it? He must have known the truth would come out. Did Huyang not care about what Subin would think of him? 
Why does Junu think Subin was influenced by a simple text? It's because Subin doesn't trust Junu. She's not oh, someone Junu can freely like. <sighs> Isn't Huyoung feeling sorry towards Subin? He caused a wound to someone he likes. Why do something like this to her? What does Junu know? And Junu doesn't answer as he just walks away because I would do the same thing. That was yeah. a ridiculous conversation. I agree. Yeah, like Huyang, uh, don't even try to justify it. You hurt her. You did. And it was yeah. awful. Yeah. And you know it. You know it. We know you yeah. know it. <laughs> yeah, because you wanted to confess to hurting her mm-hmm. because you knew it was wrong. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's so Subin chides herself because she should have trusted Junu. She calls OJ to find out where Junu lives and she runs off. She arrives to find Junu sitting outside. She hesitates because what if she asks why she came? I came to say I'm sorry for not trusting you. Yes! <laughs> I did. I'm, it's like, I'm, I don't understand why you're hesitating. Yeah. Like, what if he asks why I'm here? It's like... That made me really mad. And it's like, if you guys really are this awkward, it's not compatible. I agree. Subin goes to call for him, but she's interrupted by his mother. And Junu helps his mother bring up some groceries. His mother then asks him if something happened. What's wrong? He tries to say everything's fine, but she tells him that his face shows that he's lying. Subin then gets a text from her mother asking her to come home because it's late. Instead of responding, Subin messages Junu to say that she's sorry for not trusting him. His dramatic ass messages back that he's the problem for not making her trust in him. (gasps) She writes up a text saying no, she should have verified with him. However, Junu messages first. He doesn't think that he deserves her. Oh my gosh. Boy, you were too good for her. You honestly. really are. And the fact that she wasn't immediately like, no, 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 this is on me. Mm, frustrated me. Yeah. I still can't believe she didn't still send that follow up text. I know. Subin, mm, Subin's a, she's too much of a watcher, not much of a doer. Mm-hmm. The next morning, Junu and Subin run into each other at the crosswalk by the school. They both wonder if the other is okay, but they don't say anything. They do this weird telepathy thing. It was really weird. (laughs) She walks and sees that he's not following. He just watches her walk away instead because he needs a little time. Does she understand? It's art. (laughs) She says to his brain, because that's how they're apparently communicating now. Don't take too long. I'm sorry. Hey, you're going to be late for school, man. You got to wait through a whole other cycle now. <laughs> I just, I couldn't with that. I know. It was so dramatic. So dramatic. And it, yeah, like, I like how she just is like, she says, quote unquote, like, yeah, don't, don't take too long. It's like, you never really, apo- like, you never resolved any of this. You still owe him an apology. A verbal one. Yeah, exactly. You don't get to just professor exit here. Yeah. <laughs> After physics, Huyang asks Subin why she's not getting mad at him. She knows he lied. She tells him that nothing changes by being mad now. She's just trying to understand her longtime friend by putting herself in his shoes. There must have been a reason. She would like Huyang to think about it really hard about what feelings he has for her his true feelings 
I thought she handled that very well. I agree. And then all of a sudden she's like the most mature person ever. <laughs> I know. Yeah, it doesn't make any sense to me. But I'm can you like Subin, can you have that thought process in every relationship in your life, right? please? Because that's how you do it. Good job. Well, even like with her mom, she's quite mature. It's really just Junu that she seems to lose all faculties. <laughs> Love does that Love to you. Does Makes it. you stupid. But I also I like that question where she's like, "Do you do you really like me? Think about it." Yeah, because it is like I think Huyang definitely has strong feelings towards her, but yeah, I I don't know that he's necessary. I don't think he actually has romantic feelings towards her. Yeah, I agree. It's hard to know. I mean, he clearly is very attached, but... Yeah. Yeah. I think he's under the impression that if she gets into a relationship, that person is going to take her away from him and they won't be able to be as close anymore. Yeah, I totally agree. And particularly if it's Junu, who's enemy number one. Yeah. At lunch, her friends asked Subin what was up with the vibes with her and Junu. <laughs> she tells them that they decided to be friends. Subin then asks Soye if she made up with Gite, but the others answer saying, how could one forgive when someone chooses friendship over love? And I was like, it depends on yeah. the situation. Let's unpack that. <laughs> but here I do agree. Romy comes up then asking if the group is actively excluding her. And Chanyeol says, you're just now realizing that? <laughs> oh, it was so mean, but it was so good. <laughs> I love her so Me much. Oh, you're probably going to get, well, okay, do you talk about her and Mr. O? Yes, I do. Okay, then I'm just going to stay quiet. <laughs> yes, I do. That was random. It was very random. It also like illegal? No. <laughs> that too. That too. <laughs> Your face. <laughs> I mean, I think it's is one way, but it is. I do think it is one way, but also I was surprised. Yeah, me too. This came out of nowhere. Like, it did. She has expensive taste. <laughs> and um, objectively, she has the best taste out of everyone, You're not except wrong. for Subin. I think Junu is an excellent choice. She's just stupid about it. Yeah. Subin says that they tried looking for her, but they didn't see her. Romy asks if Subin thinks it's over for her and Junu. Romy smiles when Subin doesn't answer and sits at another table Fuck to eat. Off. I agree. Fuck off. <sighs> Robin. <laughs> Robin. <laughs> <laughs> started saying stupid and i switched to uh, okay junu <laughs> come on stop calling her by a different name now now you're just being mean <laughs> i have mom disease <laughs> i think you have junu's disease where you just can't remember romy's name Junu tells OJ what happened, and OJ agrees that Huyang acted childish, but doesn't Junu think it's sort of understandable? <sighs> OJ, your crush is showing. Yeah, like, I would be so mad if 
if I went to my friend and was like, clearly this crazy thing happened. And they were like, well, look I at the know. other side. <laughs> I know. Hmm. OJ is just saying it's possible to lose your mind for a moment. Then he tells Junu to talk to Subin and make up quickly. Why make it so complicated? Which I do agree with that part. True, that part. True. That part was good advice. First well, OJ, part. OJ, why don't you just go confess your love to Huyang then? Don't make it complicated. <laughs> <laughs> Junu then shoves OJ out of the way when Pilsong tries to pour a bucket of water over their heads. Dramatic. Junu asks Pilsong to not do this to him and that Pilsong should go to Romy. Pilsong should go and confess. But Pilsong doesn't have a death wish. Does Pilsong want to just die or date Romy? Have some courage, even if it kills him. <laughs> Can we all stop and wonder if maybe Romy's the problem? <laughs> oh, if those yes. are your two choices. Yeah. So Pilsong goes and gives Romy flowers and tells her he likes her. She says she knows and says, don't. She's so awful. But he continues with, I want to date you. To which she says, no thanks. And Junu and OJ creep in to see this all going down as they walk by. Pilsong tells her to not say no con- unconditionally. She should think about it for a few days. I like I teeter here because like Romy should not be so mean about it, but also like Pilsong, she said no multiple times. Leave her alone already. Yeah, I also had to have this kind of internal debate, but I don't know. Maybe there's think- not a good reason, but for some reason I'm like I'm not mad at Pilsong about it. I guess maybe because he has. I don't know. I'm less mad about it because this is the first time he's said it to her face. Like, hey, I like you. Like, he's made it very very obvious that he's liked her. But he, this is the first time he's, like, actually confessed it to her face. So. And he is I'm, like, yeah, this is, like, yeah. think about it. Until then, then give me your final answer. And, like, yeah, kind of the implication of, like, and I'll, I'll, I'll accept that. Yeah, except later on he doesn't really he doesn't, accept it. No. But but then he starts crying, and I feel bad for him. Ugh! That's because Romy is so mean about it. Yeah. Like, it, it, cause, because Romy is so awful and, like, not genuine, and Pilsong is so genuine, it, it's, it's complicated in my mind. Yeah, I agree. Mr. O worries over his conversation with Huyang's mother when he's told someone is there to see him. And it's Jimin who enters with his bag, but they go outside for her to give it to him. It's late because she had an interview, and she failed that interview too. Mr. O starts to say something, but Jimin says that since last time she got him a cab and brought him his bag today, that now he wants to buy her a drink or a meal. But no thank you. Mr. O tries to say something else, but Jimin supplies that now he wants to buy her a cup of tea but no thanks she's a little busy and tells him to work hard but he assures her that it's not about that jimin says it's because he's attracted to her and he wants to date her if it's that then it's really a no thanks well it's not that either she seemed to be having a hard time last time too he wanted to tell her to hang in there and thanks for his bag then he leaves with a smile on his face because today is not the only day after all. Oh, such a good boy. Was she just playing such hard to get? It was kind of a weird reaction on her part, I thought. 
I don't know. I think maybe a little bit. But yeah, I'm not sure. It sounds like she gets this a lot. Yeah. So like all guys in the past have been just exactly the same. And so this is Mr. O kind of being like, well, I'm different from them. So, ha, I am a good man. A very good man. It was just so awkward. She immediately was just like, don't say you like me. (laughs) I know. Like, okay, calm down, girl. I know. You're cute, but you're not that cute. I agree. (laughs) I guess you kind of are, but. She's pretty cute. She is pretty cute. In class, Mr. O says that Junu's idea for their trip was picked. They should prepare for it well so they can win the air purifier. And he's very excited about that air purifier. I've never met anybody. I've never met anybody so excited about an air purifier. I love how even the the students are like, why is he so excited? (laughs) I know. Later, Subin searches her mother's closet for those retro clothes, and she notices that her father's clothes are all gone. She calls her mom about it, but her mother threw them all out, at least her retro clothes. Her mother tells her to buy some, and Subin wonders how she could buy a part of her mother's memory. Her mother says she'll check when she gets home. Junu's mother is excited about the idea because Junu came up with it, but stops discussing it when Subin's mother starts dissing it asuma's mother irks me so much yeah juna's mother made bento boxes for them which were so cute they were so cute it looked so delicious it looked so good subin's mother says that juna's mom must have been popular with the boys but she wasn't she only dated once juna's father her first love she's dated a few men since but they weren't so great there was no one as good as Junu's dad. Junu is going to wear his father's clothes that his father wore on his first date with Junu's mom. This. Why do I get the vibes that his dad is dead? It's possible. I haven't gotten those like, vibes, but I see where you're getting them. Yeah, because like it's it's like popping up as a possibility in my mind. I don't know if i'm like leaning towards that way exactly would she and you think she's lying about it or she doesn't know i'm not sure that's where it gets weird because i don't feel like she would lie to junu about it but if junu's dad was so great why isn't he a part of junu's life and that's what i was about to say it's really interesting yeah how she seems to kind of still be in love with him but clearly something happened and it's like well if he broke it off with her you think she'd be kind of mad about that and think he's not very good but she does yeah i don't know it's very yeah so i'm very confused maybe it's like a sacrifice thing like i didn't tell him because i didn't want it to ruin his life (laughs) i would hate it if it went that route but no she's talked about it she was saying how she talked to his dad about something and he i don't know i don't yeah she says she's in communication with him but i don't know if that's true yeah i don't know if that's true either so maybe she is lying to him about it i don't know mm-hmm. yeah it is that is something that like yeah very first episodes was like a thing that came up and we haven't really heard about in a minute so i'm curious yeah. where that's gonna go like is that gonna be a big are we gonna have are we gonna have the daddy issues episode there's a lot maybe. of them to have there's a lot There's of dads lot lining up. <laughs> yeah. 
Subin seems to be the only one who likes her father, so. And yet we've never seen them interact. Nope. Which is weird. Yeah. Like, Subin's dad seems to not give two shits about Subin and what's going on in her life. Yeah, but then I... I... Because that's also how his mom, or her mom, convinced him to stay with her until now, though. So I don't... It's very confusing, because she seems to really like her dad and have fun with her dad. But yeah, he doesn't seem like a great human being. It's confusing. I am, yeah, also confused. Huyang's mother is drinking when Huyang asks to come into her room. She hides her bottle before he enters, but he kind of knows what's going on. His mother is upset because he's helping out with a school trip, and he thinks he should help out because he's the president. His mother tells him to go study, and she'll get something ready for him. What if his father finds out? So she calls to have a suit made for Huyang in the retro style. I, like, so wanted him to come out in, like, this Elvis suit that was, like, so costumey. <laughs> right? Yeah. Which I also love. It's like, your dad's going to be so mad that you're dressing in that retro style. <laughs> <laughs> I th- yeah i was thinking maybe he would be upset that huyang took his clothes or like yeah i kind of got the vibe it's he was wasting time on fun yeah. you can't be yeah. having fun you need to be studying yeah because like if huyang took any of his clothes like his dad would find out and be like what what are you doing with those and yeah ugh annoying the next day everyone is ready for the trip they're taking attendance when songhoon shows up out of what nowhere. the heck i gasped i didn't think we'd be seeing him again what was jongu gonna show up next <laughs> <laughs> i mean at the end of this episode we get to see that they go visit his grave at the s- we learned this word cinerarium yeah <laughs> also uh your idea looks like it's happening and they were roommates Ooh, i did not get those vibes from that but ooh, it looks I'm like excited. it looked to me like songhoon's moving in with huyang oh shit uh, but i don't know like i said i just saw the preview this is not a spoiler it's from the preview <laughs> Ooh. so right idea different boy and different house same thing with OJ. We, we we can smell it, but we can't see who. That was weird. I'm not going to go with that metaphor. <laughs> <laughs> we can't smell who. I don't... <laughs> he wanted to go on the trip, so he came back from Singapore on a duck boat. As you do. As, as one does. On the bus, Romy tries to get Junu to sit next to her, but he says he'll sit in the back. Okay, but, like, tag yourself on this bus ride. I am Gite. Window seat? <laughs> yeah. With, like, the earbuds in, just, like, oh, quietly yeah. sitting there, just daydreaming out the window. Me. Yeah. Me. For sure. For sure. I guess I'm Huyang, sitting next to you, also not talking. <laughs> but not studying. No, I wouldn't do that. That was literally us on some of those bus rides in Canada. Oh, it was. Absolutely. It was fun. It was so pretty. It was so fun. Ugh. I miss traveling. Meh. Anyway. 
Chanyeol says she's hungry because she didn't eat breakfast, and Subin thinks she has something for her, and Junu overhears this because he hears all. <laughs> and he take he also takes out some snacks, and Pilsong immediately steals them to give one to Romy. And Chanyeol sees that the food style is the same. What? Because mm. that morning her mother handed her the tin, saying that her part-time driver brought it for Subin. You're gonna say and- partner. <laughs> I'd love to. They're basically partners. My partner. And they could be roommates. <laughs> and Junu's mother gave him one so he could eat it with his friends. When they get to the hotel, Chanyol is me whenever I stay somewhere even remotely nice. Yes! That's a, it was so nice, though. It was huge. It was so nice. And I had a beautiful it view. It was so nice. Yeah. I'm with you, Chanyol. It was so nice. Yeah, I'm with you. I love hotels oh yeah i love staying in hotels oh yes so i felt chanyol in this moment subin goes over to soye to tell her to make up with gite because he's walking on eggshells around her but soye says subin should apologize to him then but subin didn't fight with him well neither did soye and they kind of laugh about it and they're like oh then the class goes to the auditorium to play a game and then I figured out the rules as I watched. <laughs> they need five people this first time, and Mr. O pulls Chanyol in, so they have five people, and I think Chanyol has a crush on the teacher. It came out of nowhere. Yeah, I think it may have also came out of nowhere for Chanyol. <laughs> I think that's what that look was. Like, he pulled her in, and she was like, Aww. Wow, he, these arms. <laughs> these arms. Have you never played that game? I have not. Oh, man. It's a good one. (laughs) Middle school gym takes me back. (laughs) OJ gets pulled into Huyang's group and Dahin is not happy. And I again they film it. They film it so you think it's because of Huyang. (sighs) Wait. Well, it it is because of Huyang. Well, I think that's why. OJ allows himself to be pulled along, yeah. but it's Romy who pulls him oh, along. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, he gets to put his arm around Weeung. I don't think that's a coincidence. Then they just need two people, and Junu and Huyang both grab Subin, and Romy grabs onto Junu, but then Subin releases both of them to grab onto <laughs> Romy, and the two boys are out. And yeah, hoes before bros, man. True. Love it. But Romy. Yeah, but Romy. But I also love that they would rather get out than hold on to each other. They're like, no. <laughs> I'd rather <Yeah>. lose. <laughs> I know. Than touch this man. <laughs> no homo, bro. No homo. Can't do it. Five feet apart because we're not playing this game. <laughs> Dahin is thinking about OJ and how he acted around, I thought, Huyang. But, um... And I was like, she needs to broaden her horizons. Right? It's like how he acted around Huyang. I was like, or maybe Romy? Uh, it's actually it's Romy. OJ finds Dahin after, and Romy comes up with OJ's hat, asking to have it because it's totally her style. Which, it's like, Romy, what are you doing? Exactly. So I don't know if Romy is like, teasing him because she suspects something oh i'm not sure 
I'm not That's sure. actually a good idea. I was thinking, I'm like, oh, it's Romy. It's just Romy being Romy. Like, here's a good thing. Let me try to make it bad, you know? <laughs> but but that maybe, would be interesting. I like your idea. Thank you. Dahin snaps about how can Romy flirt with every boy here. She then snatches the hat off of Romy's head. Did she just hit Romy? Romy doesn't wait for an answer when she smacks Romy over the head like, I like your cut, G. <laughs> it's going to be outdated in a week. <laughs> you can't say that. <laughs> it's too trendy. Do you know how many references we've made in this podcast? That's true. But like something about TikTok, like right now, if I said something about like, oh, she's just mad because that you can't have two pity best friends. Everybody would be like, oh, that's so outdated. <laughs> I think it's okay. Because, oh my God, did no, you see okay. that Instagram? Did you see that Instagram story with Billie Eilish? No. And she was like smacking <laughs> on her boobs. Oh. Because she's like, when they're this big, it doesn't hurt anything or whatever. And she goes, I like a cut, G. And she just like smacks her boobs. That's amazing. That's hilarious. And I can't tell you how many times I've watched that Instagram story because I die how every time. How many times did you imitate so it funny. is the real question. A couple. <laughs> <laughs> Quite a few. <laughs> <laughs> Because, of course, every, every I have to tell everybody the story. And so I'm just like, I like it, cut G. <laughs> oh, that was, that was a loud smack. <laughs> Thank you. I tried. That was genuine. I can verify. She smacked. Yeah. Her boob. <laughs> smack that all on the floor. Smack that. Okay. OJ kind of yells at her to stop. But Dahin just attacks. And everyone tries to pull them apart. But Pilsong tries the hardest. She protect, she attack, but most importantly, oh wait, no, it should be he protect, he attack, but most importantly, he goes after Huyung behind your back. Got it. <laughs> Woof. <laughs> it's very awkward in the girls' room afterwards, and Chanyol says they should get dinner, but Dahin and Romi don't want to. There's a knock on their door, and it's OJ asking for Dahin. Aww. He's such a sweet boy. Sweet boy. But Dahin doesn't want to open it. But what if he gets caught being at the girl's dorm? So Dahin opens the door, and Gite just pushes himself in so he can enter, too? He's like one of those little geckos that goes inside your house <laughs> when you open the door. <laughs> Soye goes to him and pulls him away, and Chanyol then asks if her and Subin should just go have dinner. <laughs> we love besties. Yep. Tired of this. Let's get food. Yeah. Then Subin's father is standing outside of Subin's mother's house. Because I was like, that man, this man that we met before, I think it's Subin's father. And then it was verified. Junu's mom has to go back to meet with Subin's mom because she still has the car keys and she's like oh ha, ha, silly me Subin's mom and dad go off to talk and Subin's mother says she doesn't want to divorce him how many times does she have to tell him does he know how important this time is for Subin Subin's father says Subin will understand if he's going to the US next year he'll have to sort out their papers why so he can marry that wrench <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> He's a real man's man who just loves his tools. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> I tried so hard to say it right, too. So he can go marry that wench? Is that how you say it? Yeah. He asks her to stop pretending. They need to stop pretending to be happy parents in front of Subin and acting like they're a loving couple in front of others. Subin's mother doesn't like doing it either, but divorce isn't possible until Subin gets into college. Subin's father asks her to stop using Subin as an excuse. Just beg him to not break up, if anything. Which makes Subin's mother laugh, pretending she's the best, like she's cool. He's sick and tired of it. He thinks she still likes him now that he's living comfortably after the money she earned to give them a good life. He's the one who should be more honest. It's much nicer to live with a woman who's less smart and less great. So that's why he's leaving. He needs to be honest and say it, please. She knows, so why ask, huh? Subin's mother needs to decide by the following week or he'll sue her and he leaves. Because, like, I gave him the benefit of the doubt until he said, well, you know the reason. Why are you asking me? And it's like, oh, I don't like you. Yeah. I don't like you. Mm-mm. And it's crazy that he admitted that. Like, yeah, I feel uncomfortable with you because I know you're smarter than me and I can't handle that. You're smarter than me. You make all the money. Yeah. Like, But it is crazy to me. Like, I don't, I, I don't, I don't like him. He seems like an awful human but it is like look Subin's mom no one's buying this act like I don't think Subin's like huh my parents don't ever see each other and don't live together but it's a happy marriage like yeah I am just like okay get a divorce just do it like you guys don't like each other yeah it don't yeah. just hold on to him like that that's not yeah. that's it not also fair either. feels it also feels like Stuba's mother's also trying to save face because it doesn't look yeah. good to get a divorce. Even though well, it's perfectly fine. Yeah. And it seems like, you know, she's scared to be divorced, yeah, and, like, be on her own. And maybe to some extent still has feelings for him, even. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe. <sighs> Subin's mo- mother sits and cries, and Judu's mother is there to give back the keys and it's I thought it was kind of funny after that very serious scene where Junu's mother's just like jingling the keys going (laughs) I came to give these back I'm sorry girlfriend back at the trip OJ is telling Daheen that she's mistaken he has no interest in Romy then why did OJ look at her well he didn't and that hat earlier she just took it from him. Romy is always just doing whatever she wants. He's not interested in any other girl. He's the closest with Dahin. Does OJ like Dahin best then? He's saved from answering when a teacher comes by and they hide behind a bush. And then Dahin kisses OJ on the cheek and she tells him she loves him. Oh, which, whoa, big jump there. Yeah. Okay, but in the one I watched, my translation... He says, I don't like any girl. <laughs> oh. He goes, I don't like any girl. You're the only one I'm close to, Daheen. And I was like, oh, man, the Freudian slip. 
he's he's telling the truth (laughs) Woo! i guess that i kind of got the same impression because he's just like i don't like any other girl yeah yeah it's like i guess that could be taken both ways like you're the only one i like or like i just don't like girls (laughs) yeah yeah because i like watched it twice like wait did he really say that (laughs) i don't like girls Soye and Gite are also out talking, and Gite knows how lacking he is while he's squatting. Is that what he's doing, or is I he think, sitting? I don't know I what think he's, he's doing. He's on his knees, imitating. I think that's what they do, like when you're late to class in school. Like you do, like you raise your arms up and make yourself tired, and that's like the punishment. That is so weird. Okay, <laughs> um, we just got tardy slips, so. <laughs> And if you got too many, you got detention. Yep. Like, f- uh, following around Huyang and everything, mistaking that he could be just like Huyang, Gite is lacking and he has no right to like Soye, but he does. And then she's like, get up. <laughs> Stop being embarrassing. Stop <laughs> being kissing. Later, the class is sorting out supplies and Sanghoon walks up to Huyang asking if he's disappointed Sangun came back. Huyang must really be scared. Junu, of course, hears this and tries to walk away, but he just can't help himself and stays and listens. Sangun then says he's kidding. He's actually thankful to Huyang's father for getting his father that promotion and letting Sangun stay at the school. How can Sangun repay him? He's an angel. Sangun kind of scares me. He, like, I'm scared like, now. <laughs> yeah. Then he asks Huyang to take good care of him before walking off. Ugh. Like, did Huyang's father do that? Like, what is happening? Yeah, I know. There's definitely, there's something that needs to be filled in there. Yeah. Outside, Huyang asks if Junu is happy. Junu asks Huyang if he would be happy if he was Junu. Huyang walks faster, but drops some of the drinks. Which, come on, my guy. <laughs> He's a brain boy. <laughs> He doesn't do manual and, labor. <laughs> I mean, those muscles would beg to differ, but okay. It's just natural, baby. <laughs> <laughs> the way you said baby, oh God. <laughs> it made you very grossed out. Thanks. I've heard that from many people. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> Junu tries to help pick up the drinks, but Huyang stops him. And I like, because he doesn't slap away his hand. He just grabs and goes, no. <laughs> like, it's very, like, gentle. Just like, no. Gite shows up to help, and Huyang should have called him, but it's fine. Soye is pissed and stops Young off. And, <laughs> and Gite goes after her. At dinner, Romy brags about having another house in Santa Monica. And Chanyol says, you only ran your mouth there at Santa Monica's, that Santa Monica house, too, didn't you? Jeez. <laughs> Chanyol. And then, let her live, man. Yeah. <laughs> Mercy. Yeah. And then this random girl walks up and calls Romy a liar. Romy's father, the director of Jeyong Hospital, Romy tries to pull the girl away, but the girl says that Romy's father is actually the driver of the hospital's head. Romy lied about her mother being a professor, too, didn't she? Subin tries to get the girl to go away, but she won't. Dahin walks up and says that 
Romy's father is a doctor because her mother got treated by him the last time she was sick. Romy then says, did I ask for your help? Fine, my dad's not a hospital director. I lied a little. So what? And she runs off. Daheen coming in clutch. I know. Credit. Yeah. It's like you tried to steal her boyfriend or like it seemed like you were trying to steal her boyfriend and she still stood up for you. And then you just smacked her back. <laughs> yeah. Junu's mom makes Subin's mom some porridge and is it bad to say that I ship it? No, this scene had vibes. It had vibes. But also, I don't because I love when women just support each other, but I also I can, ship it. Yeah, like I can totally see them moving in together at the end of this. Yes. Then Subin's mother asks that Junu's mother working for her to end after today, but her hand isn't even fully healed yet. Subin's mother is a little embarrassed to see her now, and Junu's mom is like, and? <laughs> I, I just love how Junu's mom finds her so irritating. Yeah. Because she's like, you're allowed to be, you're allowed to have weaknesses. Yeah. You're a person. I'm sure Junu's mom actually likes her better now. Yeah, To for know sure. that it's like, you actually have feelings. Yeah. You're not a robot. Back at the trip, they're playing another game with Mr. O called Truth Hearing. Gite is first. Chanyeol wants to know where he was before dinner. He had to speak with Soye. What did they talk about? But Mr. O gets up and leaves and finds Huyang studying. Yeah, I agree with the shoulder shrug. Like, what is this game? That's not a game. That's just you have to tell me things. <laughs> yeah. It's like you just have to sit in the center of this circle and just and you're forced to tell the truth about these, these yeah, random which... questions people ask you. Yeah. Like, first of all, not a very great school game. No. And y'all just lie. Come on. Yeah, I know. I know. But also, I feel like it'd be kind of therapeutic. Be like, well, I'm supposed to tell the truth. <laughs> yeah, like, like, all right, let me unload my shit. Except for it's like yeah. high schoolers. So they're like, who do you have a crush on? Yeah. I mean, uh, some of these questions get real personal. <laughs> I was surprised. Yeah. yeah and None Mr. Rose was just sitting there like, perfect. Yeah. This is great. Yeah. And, like, none of them are just like, what's your favorite color? <laughs> well, no, that's they're lame. Like, that's lame, do, let's be honest. They're like, do you have a crush on somebody you're not supposed to? And it's like, well, I know. And I, <laughs> I mean, that's my favorite one because OJ's like, ah. like dude, <laughs> can't you just be like, no? <laughs> right? He's like, right? I shall tell no lies. Like, OJ's like, yeah, but scout. he's he's probably so shocked because he's just like, did I give away something? Yeah. Like, did I act well, a you certain did way? Now. <laughs> yeah, I know. Looks at Huyang. No, why would I have a crush on him? <laughs> I seriously thought he was gonna look at Huyang and be like, "Uh, like, woo!" It was that was so 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 stressful. stressful. Okay, back to Mister O finding Huyang studying. He claps and tells Huyang to come play with them, but Huyang says he's okay and to call him when they need him. And Mr. O says he needs him now. Without Huyang, it's not fun, that's why, and drags him along back to the game. And OJ is on the hot seat talking about his most embarrassing moment in life. You look so endeared right now. Okay, confession, that scene, it made me cry. <laughs> oh my god! I know, it was so... Just the way, because it was like, sweet. oh, I'm fine, just like, tell me if you need me. And Mr. was like, oh, okay, well, I need you now. Like, it was just I know. so cute. Like, 
like, oh. Mr. O is the best teacher. And he was like, because yeah, it's like, he just drags him out. He's like, nope, this is, you're, you're not going to hold yourself up and study. Yeah. Come out. And I like how he's just like, it's not as much fun without you there. Yeah. And I'm, like, <laughs> I'm so sorry. That was so loud. You're fine. <sighs> that scene was so endearing. I'm glad you felt the same way. Because I was like, am I just like. No, I cry. endeared by this. <laughs> I cried. Because, uh, yeah, Huyang's such a little dick, but Mr. O's still nice to him. Yeah, I know. Good teacher, Mr. O. Uh, okay, so OJ is in the hot seat about, oh, his most embarrassing moment in life, which was when he peed his pants in elementary school. <laughs> Daheen asks him if he has someone he loves right now. Oh my gosh, Chanyeol Daheen. stands. Chanyeol comes in clutch and says that question doesn't count because the answer is already known. Before he can leave, OJ's asked if by chance there's someone that he likes that he shouldn't. Junu picks up on these vibes and tries to help, saying that they should go to the next person, but Daheen wants to know the answer, so maybe Junu knows more than he's letting on. But they go on anyway to Romy, but Pilsong volunteers, but Romy sits anyway, and she admits to being a huge liar, so she's not worthy of playing the game, so she refuses, and Subin is next. And Romy asks her if Subin still likes Junu, and she doesn't answer, so this balloon filled with confetti and baby powder is popped over her head? Again, Junu covers her head so it falls on him, protecting her like it's a grenade. This was the scene I couldn't watch. It was too awkward. I couldn't handle it. I couldn't handle it. <laughs> See, I was fine with this. I was just like, this is, this is, whatever. So dramatic. Yeah. <laughs> you can't publicly show your feelings like that, man. <laughs> this is why we have to get you drunk. <laughs> And pop balloons <laughs> over my head. <laughs> that night, Huyang is still up studying while everyone is already in bed. Junu lays down and texts Subin and tells her to sleep well. And then Junu can't sleep because the light is turned off, so he goes, turns it on, waking everyone up, and everyone blames Pilsong! I was like, 50% that you are a jerk, 50% that was badass. <laughs> I know. He's just like, oh, I'm gonna go turn it on. <laughs> I know. What a jerk. He doesn't even. He doesn't even ask. He's not like, hey, you yeah. guys okay with me turning this on? No, he's just like on. It's so funny. All the gals check their phones too, and they all also can't sleep. And Romy starts crying, and Chanyeol tells her to cry as much as she wants, <laughs> and she takes back calling Romy a sociopath. That's nice. <laughs> they are so they are so nice to her more than she deserves for sure like what good friends yeah so warning we're about to talk about vomiting quite a lot i tell like two stories about vomiting i get quite detailed i apologize it's part of the story it's my experience okay <laughs> <laughs> don't, wait, you don't have to get defensive <laughs> so you... we talk about it we talk about it for like Ooh, quite a while. Yeah, I would say like skip forward um, like five minutes. 
Yeah, skip forward about five minutes if you don't want to listen to us talk. If you hear us still talking about vomit, sorry, skip forward ten minutes. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) I don't know. So I'm not running this. Yeah. Then they're ziplining the next day. How fun! Red, I know. Like they get to do all these like fun things, and I'm like, I want to be on this school trip. My school trips were never that fun. No. Like, on one school trip, I got vomited on and then told to deal with it while sitting through a whole play. <laughs> you needed a genoo to just jump in there and take one for the team. Right? <laughs> cover you. <laughs> right? That's so funny. Ugh, that's disgusting, actually. Yeah, I know. I mean, it kind of I know. Funny. It wasn't even my own vomit. <laughs> it was somebody else's vomit. Was it elementary school? This was middle school. Oh, wow. Yeah, no, that's past vomiting age. Like, like elementary seventh school. Seventh or eighth grade. Ugh. Ugh. Yeah, that's not yeah. good. That's not good. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. It, that's why I have an yeah. aversion to vomiting. So, there you go. Uh, mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. I was just told to deal with it. <laughs> like, go to the bathroom, clean yourself up as best you can, then you're going to come back in here and... Watch this whole, like, three-hour play. Oh, it was on the way out? It was on the way in. We were, like, on the bus on the way to the play. Well, I guess, well, what could they do, though? <laughs> I don't, I don't, I don't know. Like, I agree. But, that sucks to be told to just deal with it, definitely. But I'm also like, man, what would you do in that scenario? My sister was like, I'm surprised you didn't call mom to come get you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I was also under the impression of, like, she would have to drive all the way right. to downtown Houston to come get me. I don't know. Yeah. But, so I had to wear my gym clothes the rest of the day when I got oh, back to school. Man. I had to go change into my gym clothes. And everybody's like, why are you in your gym clothes? And I was like, I got vomited on. You, on the bus. <laughs> you should have taken the person who vomited on you's clothes. That should be the exchange. Oh, she vomited all over herself, oh, too. Gross. It was a whole thing. It was like. Why was there that much in her stomach? I agree. She I don't know. She loaded up on breakfast for the field trip. She, she did. She had waffles and she, it didn't agree with her. I don't know what happened. <laughs> waffles have like three ingredients. I know. And so, yeah. So, like, I was, it was my friend Chase and then it was me and he was braiding my hair and then it was... <laughs> Did she just like turn around and vomit on you? It was, and so, and then across the aisle was Kelly, and she. (laughs) I probably shouldn't be saying names, but whatever. And she. Chase is fine. He was just braiding hair. Yeah, he was just braiding my hair. Kelly, Kelly. She. When I heard her say Kelsey, because I was listening to my friend Chase's iPod, and she went Kelsey, and it sounded like she sneezed, so she was facing me, and so she vomited mostly on me, then on the floor, and then on herself. Wait, why did she say your name? I don't know. We should have explained She's going to tell me, like, I don't feel very well. <laughs> I don't know. Oh, man. I, I don't believe know. it had that much that much projection <laughs> that it went across the aisle. 
Because, uh, well, you know, we were sitting yeah. pretty close to each other. Yeah. And so, and I was, like, facing her. Yeah, just vomiting. <laughs> I thought about it. I thought about it. And it made me get. <laughs> Why is it getting me now? I don't know. Okay. But, um. <laughs> I'm, like, thinking about exactly how it would feel to be in your position. I would have thrown up if I were you. I got very nauseous and I thought I was going to throw up and I was like, I need to stand by fresh air <laughs> because like the I was fine. is throw back, uh, back on her. <laughs> I know. I know. But like, so she, yeah, threw up on me and like, I felt the warmth of it <gasps> on my... <laughs> You're going to need to put like a trigger warning on this. Like, oh no! I spilled water on my bed! <laughs> Just like the vomit. <laughs> Hold on! <laughs> Thankfully, it wasn't a lot. Okay, good. Oh, that was chaotic, man. <laughs> but yeah, but anyway, so like, I like felt like I was like going to, but then I stood next to, because like I saw it and that was fine. It was the smell. The smell, yeah. Oh. And I was like, no. And so I stood by the um, open windows on the bus, and I felt a lot better. And I was like, I'm a who? I'm better. I'm okay. And I felt so bad because my friend Jace was like cleaning the vomit off of me <laughs> because <laughs> Chase is a real one. <laughs> he is a real one. I wonder what he's doing now. What about Kelly? Did she ever relive? Did she live down the shame? Uh, it became a huge joke, uh, between, between all of us, at least the three of us, because only the three of us could really understand. Um, but then it wasn't until- <laughs> You were there for it. You don't understand. <laughs> it wasn't until high school that I realized I potentially had PTSD because of that moment <laughs> towards vomit, because anytime somebody would sneeze- I, my heart would start pounding in my chest because I was like, are you going to vomit? Like, I was so terrified. <laughs> and then so literally the first time, like the first time there was like the potential of like somebody vomiting or it sounded like they were going to vomit because my friend like choked on Gatorade or something. And so started gagging into the sink. I bolted. I literally just an hour bolted. ago was talking to you about throwing up. I feel bad now. I'm fine talking about throwing up and like stuff like that. I'm a lot better with it now. Yeah. Um, I still can't stand the smell. Oh, well, but, no um, one can't. Well, there's also like, because there's like vomit when you're like an adult and it's just like a little bit of, but like kid vomit yeah. is like on another level. <laughs> that stuff yeah. is toxic. Yeah. And, um, so, because, like, I remember that one time during New Year's, I, this, this girl got trashed, and her friends left her. Like, we didn't know this girl. She was trashed, like, blackout drunk, started vomiting all over my best friend's bathroom. And so, she was, like, getting her into the shower and, like, you know, rinsing her off and being trying to get water and, like, crackers into her and, like, stuff like that. And so, and then I was going in, and I wanted to be helpful, but I was like... I can't stand the smell of this. I can't. No. And so I was like going in and I was like 
grabbing and I was putting things into the washer and like helping her like try to like clean it up. I tried to be in the bathroom as little as possible. I while can't still believe they helping. just left her. They left her, and I was. I can't believe I you didn't so kill mad her. At them. It'd be so tempting. No, <laughs> like she was so sweet though. That was the thing. I was like, I cannot believe y'all left her here while she w- she was already basically blackout drunk by the time they they came over to the house dropped her off whatever and so we, we we were texting the one person we knew from her friend group and we were like come pick her up she needs to go home and so we sent her off with a trash bag and you know oh my god her friends came back and i was like oh my god so i think that that's a testament to like yeah. i'm kind of over it now and i vomited I'm- once myself so <laughs> there you go it's the first time I, I ever mean, vomited in my life, so it was great. Oh wow! At least from at least like that I can remember, not from yeah, like when I was a adult. kid. Yeah, yeah, like being able to tell people like, "Hey, I'm about to throw up." Like that was the first time I ever vomited. It was because I was very intoxicated. Made it I, to the toilet though. Say it happens. Me. I think to a uh, a lot of people, their fear of vomit yeah. gets cured in college. <laughs> yeah, if <laughs> <laughs> you come face to face with it. But yeah. I, yeah, if someone's like throwing up all over the bathroom, I don't think anyone wants to be a part of that. Let's be honest. No, that's just thankfully. She had drank so much; it was all clear. Oh, uh. yeah, that is the nice thing about alcohol vomit. <laughs> yeah, so it wasn't food vomit; it was just liquid vomit. But oh yeah, still okay. Yeah, no, we gotta stop. I'm getting the gas. So. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. Should I leave that in? I feel like I need to cut it out. <laughs> That's a lot of vomit I don't talk. Know, the beginning was pretty. The story is very funny. I feel like maybe just like a <laughs> warning five minutes ago. It's about to get gross. If you're eating, just pause. <laughs> uh, but anyway, I don't even remember why we got on that topic. Why I don't get on that topic. What was happening that we thought about vomit? Oh, we were talking about uh, school trips. <laughs> okay, so they're ziplining. You got vomited on. Yeah, okay. That's yeah, the that's like one of the most memorable like field trips I was on. I mean, makes Another... sense. I like that also that was like three seconds shot of them ziplining, and that's the thing <laughs> we've talked about the most. <laughs> Very classic. <laughs> yeah, classically us. Um, and then there's a concert that night put on by the students. Well, it's more like of a talent show. And one of the boys can't go up because he feels like he's going to have diarrhea and asks Junu to go up and sing in his place. And I was like, LOL, this show had to. They had to. They had to. to. Which I know you think you could just be like, oh, that guy, he can't come on. But they're like, sorry, the mic's here. They're hat. Someone has to sing. Yeah. Someone has to sing. Yeah. And he sings beautifully, but again, I had to skip forward. I I had to skip. I got too. I I got too embarrassed. It was too embarrassing. It almost didn't sound like him to me. He sounded very different. Mm. And we get flashbacks of Subin and Junu's highlights together, and it's like he's only singing to her. And then they line up to dance together, and Mr. O dances with Chanyeol. This thing's happening. What is this development? Also, that I, whole dance, it's, like, supposed to be this, like, fun 80s dance, but the song being played is, like, the weirdest song that's not fun at all. Yeah, I agree. Maybe it was copyrighted, so they had to put in copyright-free music. It was, like, line dancing, almost. I was like, get it was down, almost like line dancing. 
Subin arrives late, so she doesn't have a partner. Romy then tells Pilsong to follow her off the dance floor and tells Pilsong he's not her style, so he should wake up from his dream. He asks what he could do to make her like him, and she tells him he'll never be her boyfriend, so he should look for someone else. And the sad boy cries because Romy is the worst. Yeah, that was some big cries. It was big cries. Soye also tells Gite they should stop. They should break up. He won't change, and she'll hate that. Huyang thinks about Subin on a bench by himself, and he thinks that it doesn't matter what these feelings he has for her are. The important thing is, is that he can't have anything taken away from him by Junu. That's healthy. <laughs> yeah. Junu arrives to the dance floor, and he finds Subin, and they smile at each other, and it's cute. Yeah, I loved her dress. Very cute. Right? Then they do that telepathy thing. It's their thing. Just play telepathy by BTS in the background. <laughs> she then gets bumped into him, so they end up hugging, and he asks her to stay by his side. And, my God, he has oh, yeah. to bend over Ooh! so much yeah, to no. hug her. She's And so that tiny. is the end of episode 10. They hugged! They hugged, yay! This has nothing to... Well, okay, so they were all dancing, and then I said, it's a line dance. Is square dancing in elementary school purely a Texas thing? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> that makes sense. <laughs> Let us know, but I, so I definitely think it is. I definitely think uh, it is. Write a passage. Who's your partner? Big, big mystery. Big reveal. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. Li- the Learning some line dances and square dancing in, in elementary school is i think a text all the parents thing. come and watch you do your square dance <laughs> and you dress yeah. up <laughs> yeah classic uh, okay back mm-hmm. to the actual episode discussion there was just like a, like oof, man like that ending i was like oh my gosh like everybody's heart's being broken everybody's crying this feels like a legit school dance like somebody's always crying in the bathroom right? <laughs> You know, like, there's always drama going on. Yeah, and it is interesting that, yeah, because it's, like, usually the, like, oh, the trip. Like, that's the fun episode. Like, fun things happen. But here it was, like, nope, everything went to hell. Yeah. When everything we went, went to shit. Yeah. Everybody was, like, I, at last I've seen the light. light. But not in a good way. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody was watching Tangled. <laughs> I still am so invested in the show, and once again, when I finished the episode, I wanted to continue so badly. <laughs> right. Also, what's on your hand? Oh, sorry, it's a piece of paper that I folded into around my finger. <laughs> I thought it was one of those. I know um, it's kind of like it. Because... I wanted to make it into that. <laughs> I love how it has horses on it. <laughs> You're such a horse girl. <laughs> <laughs> And I like that I can't sit still, so I was just folding it the whole time you were talking. I mean, same. When you were talking, I was playing with that hanger. <laughs> so. All um, right. So I'm very excited for next week because the best friend finally comes back into the picture. Yeah. And Song Hoon's uh, back <laughs> to cause more chaos. Yes. So very excited about and I that. Guess we're, we're getting there. Only three episodes left yeah i mean well three of our episodes oh dang really oh dang i think so oh wow so that'll probably be what this week 
one we'll probably skip that week two three so like next year will be the end wow next year it all ends <laughs> next year <sighs> thank you everyone for listening follow us at Dramatize Pod on Twitter and come join us and come chat with us on the Discord. The link is in the description of our Twitter bio and also in the description of our podcast. Join us next week when we discuss episodes 11 and 12 of At 18. And until next time, don't get traumatized by the dramatized. <laughs>